0: It's found in the book of Isaiah. You can find it on page 491 in your two Bibles Isaiah 11, 1-10. The shoes will come up from the stump of Jesse, from its roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes, or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the need. With justice he will give decisions to the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will sweat the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the surround us his The wolf will live with the The root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his place of rest will be glorious. Our second reading comes from Matthew chapter 3, you can find it on page 682. 682. Reading verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea. And saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling the desert, Prepare the way to the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. People went out to him in Jerusalem and all Judea, and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptized, he said to them, <clears throat> You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with your pity, and do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones to God, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I will baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear. Very simple, gathering your sleeves into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And God has blessed you.
1: Let us pray. Make us know your ways, O oh Lord. Teach us your paths. Lead us in your truth and teach us. For you are the God of our salvation. For you for you we wait all day long. Amen. Well, as Isaiah told you last week, we're going to be visited. By three people who heralded the coming of the Messiah Jesus and I am the first of your visitors my name is John bar Zechariah that means John the son of Zechariah now you know me better as John the Baptist or John the baptizer now I'm here not only as a herald for the Messiah but to my cousin. For you see, Jesus the Christ was my cousin. Now, there's no getting around it. I was unique. I wore odd clothes. I ate strange food. I preached an unusual message to the Judeans. And they went out into the wasteland to see me. In fact, Isaiah even prophesied about my coming just as he prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. Because you see, I'm the one that when he spoke about, when he said, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Now, like Isaiah, I was a prophet, and I urged the people to confess their sins and live for God of us taught a message of repentance and that message is good news to those who listen and seek the healing forgiveness of God's love but it's also terrible news for those who refuse to listen and thus cut off their only hope. I prepared the way for Jesus by preparing others to welcome him. You see people who do not know Jesus need to get ready to meet Him. And all of us can prepare people by explaining the need for forgiveness, by demonstrating Christ's teaching by our conduct, and by telling them how Christ can give their lives meaning. We can clear the road for Him by correcting misconceptions that might be hindering people from coming to Christ. And you know, you may even know someone who may be open to a relationship with Christ. And you need to help those people welcome Jesus into their hearts. Now, I did not aim at uniqueness for my own sake. Instead, I aimed at obedience. I knew I had a specific role to play in this world to announce the coming of the Savior. And I put all my energies into that task. Now, you can say I must have created a strange image to the people. They came out to see this person, this guy out in the desert who wore odd clothes and ate unusual food. I mean, face it, wearing a camel's hair robe and a leather belt was not the norm of the day. And I might tell you those camel hair robes, they were itchy as anything. But I'll admit, i dressed up for you a little bit today. <laughs> the camel's hair just didn't cut it. And the food, well, I'll be honest. I would have enjoyed a good filet mignon, cooked medium with a side of mushrooms. But back in those days, I ate wild locusts and wild honey. And many people probably came out of curiosity to see this oddball. But they ended up turning from their sins as they listened to my powerful message. And people today may be just as curious about your Christian lifestyle and your values. And you can use that simple curiosity that they have as an opener to share how Christ can make a difference in their lives just as he has made a difference in yours." Now, there was no doubt about it, I was a wild-looking man who had no power and no position in the Jewish political system, but I spoke with an almost irresistible authority. And people were moved by my words because I spoke the truth, and I challenged them to turn from their sins and I baptized them as a symbol of their repentance. And they responded by the hundreds. But even as people crowded to me, I pointed at myself, never forgetting that my main role was to announce the coming of the Savior. Now, I was markedly different from the other religious leaders of the day. Many of them were greedy, selfish, and preoccupied with getting the praise of the people. I was only concerned with praise of God. And so I separated myself from the evil and the hypocrisy of the dead. That's why I lived out in the wilderness. I lived differently so I could show other people that my message was something new. You see, I not only preached about God's law and God's love, I lived it. Do you practice what you preach? Do you walk the walk and talk the talk? Could people discover what you believe by observing the way that you live? Well, why did I attract so many people? Why did so many people come out to hear me preach? Well, you have to understand, I was the first real prophet in over 400 years. And I publicly blasted Herod, and the religious leaders of the day daring words that fascinated the crowds and i didn't pull any punches with what i taught i had a strong message for the audience because you see the people they were sinners too and they needed to turn from their sins yes my words were powerful and my words were true they expected a real prophet just like elijah And I seemed to be the real one. They thought that I was the real deal. When they came out to hear me along the Jordan River, many of them confessed their sins. And they were baptized. Now think of it this way. When you wash your dirty hands, the results are immediately visible, right? But when you turn away from your sins, when you repent, Well, repentance, that happens inside with a cleansing that can't be seen right away. And so I used the symbolic actions that people could see. Baptism. That's why my baptism was a sign of repentance and forgiveness. Because turning from sin involves a change in behavior. Turning away from sin and turning towards God. And all of us need to turn from a life of sin and turn towards God. A changed life is a different behavior that makes our repentance real and visible. I told the people they had to change their behavior. It was more than just words, though. I told them, prove the way that you live that you have repented of your sin. And that means God looks beyond your words. And your religious activities to see if your conduct backs up what you say and he judges all our words by our actions that accompany them so your actions need to go along with your words God has given us all a purpose for living and we can trust in him to guide us now I didn't have the Bible whole Bible that you do today to focus my life. But I had the truth from the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures. And you can discover God's word and the truths that he wants you to know. And those truths speak to us. God can use you in a way that no one else can. Let God know your willingness to follow him. And So I was God's appointed messenger to announce the arrival of Jesus. I was a preacher whose theme was repentance. I was a fearless confronter. I was known for my remarkable lifestyle. I was uncompromising in the way that I lived and what I taught. And I taught the people that God does not guarantee us an easy or a safe way of life. Doing what God desires us to do is the greatest possible life investment we can have. God's message hasn't changed. People will be judged for their unproductive lives. And God calls us to be active in our obedience. You see, just as a fruit tree is expected to bear fruit, God's people need to produce a crop of good deeds. God has no use for Christians who just call themselves that but don't live according to God's will. And like any people, there were those in my day as well as in this day that are Christians in name only. But we have to live our faith. And we have to be seen by others in the way that we live so that we can truly be the people of God, and follow in Christ's ways. Let us pray. God of the universe, you have revealed to us in your scriptures through the writings of the prophets and the preaching of John the Baptist, and you have called us to prepare our hearts for your visitation. Ready us now to obey your word and to respond as faithful service to the glory of Christ. Amen. Our choice in hymn in the book of worship is number two hundred ninety-three, and please stand if you are able.